Live from the Pathway Studios in Johnston proper, you are live from the path. And you're listening to Live for the Path. We're coming from the uh, Pathway Studios here in Johnson Proper. You're darn right we are. Why is anybody as excited as me? <laughs> you, see, you seem very excited to uh, affirm that we are indeed. Yeah, 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 we're here. We're, hey, here, here's what we got going on the show. Uh, uh, in order not to waste the introductory time uh, poorly, uh, poor, we did not prepare very well for the show. Uh, uh, Mike has some advice on your life in the past. <laughs> yeah. Here's where we're gonna start. We're gonna start with what I know for sure. What I'm confident in. Stuff. Mike's got Mike's got advice on your life in the past. <laughs> There's a husband that's a seems to be a bit of a party pooper, and here's how to uh, rightfully approach a blind man in public. Oh yeah, that's what? rough. Yeah, I, it looks more like a, a soapbox piece than it does a question, but uh, yeah, we'll get it. We'll get into it. Oh man, there was a there was a now I don't remember what chapter it was. Maybe it's Leviticus chapter. Uh, I want to say 19 or 20, but like. It's funny because it had been going on about uh, how to treat other people within the community. And then there's like, this oh, this chapter is basically a chapter of, hey, those things that you think you can mistreat other people, God sees all of it. Because he's like, hey, don't, don't, don't put a box in the way of the blind man. <laughs> or like, um, you can't mistreat your, like if you, uh, you can't withhold wages from people and you can't mistreat your neighbor. They're all things where like, as a human, you might be able to get away with it because you were in some sort of stronger position than somebody else. And then there's like a constant reminder following each of these things that like I'm the Lord your God and basically you're I I saw it actually I, I saw w- that thing you did to the blind guy <laughs> I almost I almost uh, text somebody here this week because I, I was reading Leviticus uh, like almost the same thing like every time every time Yahweh says something he says I am the Lord your God like like he's almost like he's signing like placards you know what I'm saying <laughs> like he writes something down here's my like, card yeah <laughs> like uh, like uh, incidentally uh, if you're gonna be a priest uh, you cannot marry. Uh, someone, uh, whoever, or you can't leave the sanctuary to go find a woman. Uh, love Yahweh, and then he'll send it. Out. <laughs> uh, and he says, if you're gonna bring you're some kind of sacrifice in here, don't bring one in here with one leg longer than the other. Love Yahweh. <laughs> you know what I'm like, he always says, "I am the Lord your God." You know, and, and that's that's his statement. And it just feels like he's signing the end of it. Like, just so you know, I wrote this in my own hand. Love Yahweh. <laughs> Shipping it out. Go deal deal with what I've just said. This isn't Moses. This yeah. is God. <laughs> Uh, all right, so anyway, we're gonna do advice on your life from the path. Hey, and, hey, I, there was a guy who released or has been releasing um, like a fresh uh, Hebrew Bible translation. I was sure you were gonna say releasing balloons. No, 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 no. That didn't make this. The, is, this that, is even better. That didn't make the New York Times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm releasing Hebrew balloons. <laughs> I'm confident that that the thing you're saying is happening. It just it, it's not I was getting in a whole different place. <laughs> uh, anyway. I, I thought it was interesting, and we'll, I'll talk about it just real briefly. But like, um, it, we'll get into kind of a reminder of some of the nuances of, of Bible translation and why, it, like, it's totally okay to be reading multiple translations and um, and recognizing that, like, even now, these fellows, there's fellows like who love Jesus uh, who are still working on it. Like, they're still trying to make sure that they understand um, some of the nuances. And like, one of the the, the big changes that you'll notice here is that like. Um, People were trying to faithfully render the text without the context of not the not the story around it, but the style of which it is written. Like Hebrew poetry specifically is pretty difficult to deal with. Um, like there's some translations. They give an example here in Song of Solomon. Hold on, let me see if I can find it because um, 
where's it? Where's it? Ooh, da, 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 da. Oh yeah. The, so the, the 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 Jewish Publication Society renders a song a song of songs. Sorry, chapter one, verse thirteen. My beloved to me is a bag of myrrh lodged between my breasts. Mm-hmm. And so, yep. so so uh, <laughs> but but the thing is is that like if you think about uh, if you're writing poetry like the phrase lodged between my breasts just doesn't quite. I mean, it doesn't quite give the sense of probably what they're trying to get after. Huh. It may be a rightful, like, uh, it's not that that word isn't used in that way, but, like, it, it certainly isn't the image that the poetry is trying to get at, even if it's a faithful translation of the word. Yeah, because lodged usually means inadvertently stuck. <laughs> like, it's yeah. there, and I didn't mean it to be there, and it's, it's stuck in there. I talk, you talk about it as, like, I ate an apple, and there's a skin of it lodged between yeah. my teeth. Yeah. I don't Ew. think the bag of myrrh that I describe my lover as as being, like, stuck between the breasts. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched uh, The Breakfast Club the other day. Uh, it just happened to be on. I haven't seen it for 30 years or whatever. And uh, I didn't remember this scene, but with the, was it Molly Ringwald? Ringwald, yeah, yeah, yeah. She uh, lodged some lipstick between her breasts and uh, did her lips. Oh, I've not seen The Breakfast Club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's okay to not see it. I, 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 I just like, everybody talks about how great it is. I, I'm sorry to change the subject. I just, that's the image I got from Solomon there. No, as long as we're talking about breasts, Dan, go ahead. There, it was, there was something lodged, lodged between breasts. Yeah, so, yeah, so you would take, take the image, right? Something that was stuck. not poetic. <laughs> that's right. Something stuck there, and you're like, that, it just probably isn't what they're getting at. And so anyway, that, that's what the guy, I'll, we'll talk about it just a little bit. Hey, you got something lodged. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh, well, yes, that's my lover. Sir, sir, I believe that her yeah. is stuck. Come out of there. <laughs> what are you doing there? I told you we're not going to do this. <laughs> I, I had a chance to study Hebrew, and I had no desire. I, I mean, it, you, you got to make up all the vowels yourself. They have no vowels. I, you know, it, It's just all one big, long line. It's just like, no. Yeah. Actually, I was just I, I was just thinking about this earlier this week when I was talking to uh, my dad, and he was talking about how uh, we were talking about how, how technology is affecting kids or whatever, and oh, yeah. and 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 I was I was telling him like it's especially when you're running uh, like youth group, it's hard because um, kids don't take in things. They don't poetry definitely not, uh-huh. but even paragraphs, even full sentences, right? Like they 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 text in in short bits. They get even Twitter and Facebook posts are just quick. Bam, yeah. ideas, you know. There's no depth to any of it. They can't even say the word. they got to use a symbol. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, like, and, 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 and look at a, a text message from, from most teenagers I know anymore. Like, they're, they're all BRB or, or you know, t- there's, no, there's no vowels in there anywhere. And I thought, we're, we're getting back to, to Hebrew, right? <laughs> hey, like, we're basically shoving a bunch of consonants together with no punctuation. They Maybe we didn't know they were texting. <laughs> yeah. It is Holy the text. Cats. Yep. The Hebrew is hey, the long form text. We just, like Dan was saying with Noah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. It was the future. <laughs> Noah's days of the future past. They were past. advanced. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's coming. Came. We just, it's we coming just unlocked full circle. uniform that it was actually the most basic form of texting. And yeah. those are actually just old in like Mesopotamian emojis. It's the truth, really, because like you know, Adam, he was he was writing out full sentences, capitalization, the whole works. And about y- a thousand years later, the rest of Israel goes, "This is dumb. Let's get rid of these consonants. They're taking up all kinds of room. We're just going to stop punctuating and just zip it on through, much like our teenagers are doing." Well, so, you're chiseling in the rock. It does take extra time. Exactly. You know, yeah. it's just to do doing another O, like you know, who wrote the word book in here? I don't want to put these two O's in here. <laughs> <laughs> They'll get it. Yeah. Just watch out. The, 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 new, the new teenager thing is Hebrew. <laughs> it's coming out. That's right. It's coming that, around. That's why I love it. Like when I, when I studied Greek, I mean, you might have three like really super intelligent Greek 
translator people, and they'll say each one will say the same word differently. It's a dead language. We don't know. Right. So they're like, well, this is how you say it. Blah blah blah. I'm like, eh. And then the other guys, no, you say it this way. And, and yeah, so <laughs> I'm not impressed that with your me. Yeah, <laughs> I like to be a precise. <laughs> what if the rice alternative is really uh, is really koinoi? Or keen, what's yeah, it? Yeah. Not quinoa. Yeah, quinoa. What's the what's the Greek called? What's koine. the street Greek? Koine. Koine. Yeah. Koine Greek. See, we could have been eating koine as a side dish <laughs> our whole life, and you would actually know. Koine, please. All right. Anyway, that's. <laughs> I think that's the only thing I had on the Lodge docket. Really. If you lips. like to text Hebrew, get a hold of the complaint line. At oh man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, five one five five one seven zero zero eight five five one five. Five one seven zero zero eight five. It's time to uh, exasperate your nefesh on the complaint line, <laughs> and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, but I, but Bova, you were you were contemplating Pope style? Oh man, yeah. I just I don't want to prematurely drop it. It's kind of at bishop level now. I mean, now here's the deal, Bova. You're, it's you're, never really that good, though. So I, you're a rambler, uh, and so if I mean, if you don't have this thing landed down, maybe you put the anchor on it and hit it up next week. I was going to say, yeah. If I don't have this thing hammered down, it's going to take us forty minutes to do. Oh, good. Okay, good. My New Year's resolution was to tell you the truth. <laughs> I appreciate that. More people need to do that. No, see, I've been told the opposite. No, Mike, actually, it's been, it, it took me a long time to get to this point, but I appreciate when you tell me the truth. Yes. Okay, here's like the deal, I... fellas. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that open door. <laughs> Mike's like, New Year's resolution is gone. <laughs> Let me get Move up my scroll. I wrote yeah, let's, Hebrew. <laughs> let's hear it, Mike. What do you got? I, I, I want to hear some truth from you real quick. Actually, I, I, was, I was just about to admit that, that I had gone on uh, to Florida here this last week or whatever um, with my wife for, for, some, for our vacation or whatever, and like I could not have, you could not have found me making more cheesy Jesus comparisons while I was on the beach uh, I, it was it was super weird. Like I was I was standing like right by the right by the water, and like if you stand just on the on the beach and, and just as the water goes up and put your foot down, your foot will slowly start to sink, you know. And then when you pull your foot out, I sat there and watched it, and it didn't take but one wave to come back up. All the sand would fill in the hole, and the hole was never there. And I thought this is a fantastic metaphor for sin and the love of Jesus Christ. And I thought yes, I'm going to remember this because this is genius of me. And then, <laughs> and then and then I started looking at the Gulf of Mexico, and I'm like. Man, what a powerful! <laughs> what a, look at these waves; they're so powerful they could take me down, but they don't. They just come up and kiss and gently kiss my feet. That's like the love of Jesus. <laughs> and I had. Did you I, write any worship songs while you were sitting? No, there? no. It was the cheesiest, like hippie worship band thing I've ever done. I'm just sitting there thinking about how this beach reminds me of the greatness of Jesus Christ, and no one is around to listen to me talk about it. So I thought I got to wait for the radio show. But then once I admit that I sat around drinking the hippie juice over by the, to Florida, then my of yelling at people and being brutally honest will be gone completely, and so I shouldn't bring it up at all. I was too late. <laughs> he was uh, a, the cat's out of the bag. Shucks. <laughs> at least the wave will I wash started, over my sin. I one can't more wait time. to hear the worship songs that come from that revelation. That I started right. keeping uh, so things like that occurred to me, and I started keeping them in my Evernote. And like I was looking through my Evernote collection the other day, and like I've got notes about like, hey, you should mention this at this guy's funeral. <laughs> I'm like, this is really premature. <laughs> but at some point, somebody said something, and I thought, hey, that'd be a good anecdote for their funeral, which I think implies that I'm going to outlive everybody. <laughs> I'm going to have to leave my bequeath my notes to. I was going to say, if not, we're going to have to find your notes and then pass them on. To a writer yeah, exactly. or something like that. If I should die early, here's some sweet things here's to say. Here's some sweet things funeral. to say at all of these funerals. <laughs> you know, I, I, I every time I go, I have lists like that too, and, and I will go back. And I, at the time, I think this is genius. Uh-huh. This is this is outstanding. You know, and you go back and read it, and you go, 
Oh, what? <laughs> what? I mean, what? I yeah. literally thought that about every episode of the show. <laughs> I thought that was solid gold, and then I would go to listen to it a week later and go, oh, man. <laughs> you know, my my notes aren't exactly great. Like, I, I have things like, I don't even know what half these are. One of them says, book for Timmy. And I'm, I'm, I'm not certain I know who Timmy God bless is. Us everyone. But I, I, then I have one that says Magnum D twenty one eighty three O twenty eighteen ninety nine one four six six. I don't know what that is, <laughs> but I kind of wish I would have put a, another note alongside it that says, "Hey, by the way, this is what this, this is, is testosterone uh-huh. builder." And then I'm a nerd, and I have poetry that I wrote for Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, oh. Oh yeah, gentlemen! I am I am that big of a nerd, and I'm proud of it. Let me have a few lines. Yeah. No, ow, absolutely not. No. Move. Come on. Uh, Let me just just two lines. Uh, I got I got my honesty gun ready. Go okay, ahead. All right. <laughs> oh man, I can't believe I'm subjecting myself to this. Okay, so uh, I bring you a tale that is older than time, and of the dragon's battle fought. This tale needs no reason or rhyme, but to make pretty, I suppose I ought. The dragon. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, this is lame. Okay, so the dragons flew with grace and might and bellowed with a hearty roar. They ruled all the day and night. Oh, how the dragons did soar. Yes, I am fully aware that I'm a nerd, and that sucks. This makes me so happy. You want to keep reading so you guys can have a great time? No, hold on a minute. How recently did you write that? Oh, that was probably a year ago. Oh, man, I was really hoping you were going to say, like, 12 years ago. No, this is terrible. So, uh, no, I'm not going to get into Dungeons & Dragons on the show. I apologize. Um, But, like, this is what I have. I played I played a, a bard and like part of my guy's character was like I wrote songs and they were all lame and so I had to write stuff. How did they make it to your Evernote though? What do you mean my like this is just my notes on my phone? Right. So like you were spo- oh oh so you wrote these at the time? Yeah, I wrote these like I was sitting there and I knew what was about to happen, so I had to write something really quick oh. and then use it. Okay. So like I didn't like sit down one day and go I'm gonna write a book of dragon poetry. Actually, that's how I perfectly envisioned yeah. it. <laughs> you <laughs> thought like I just I, you know the, it was windy out one day and I thought to myself oh on stormy days I love writing. Yep. So I t- I put on a candle and I opened my window and you this took just to flowed a park out of me. bench and then <laughs> then reminisced <laughs> reminisced that, on your time. That would be so much better. Dragons. No, I uh, <laughs> like when I'm sitting there playing with my friends and I have to come up with something I I would pull out my notepad and and write it real quick while we were on a break. And then 10 minutes later, I'd have to read it because that was my character's deal. I had to, like, Man. make songs on the spot. I feel like I'm wasting my life because I spend my free time thinking, am I a good father? Or how can I do a better job at hey, my man. work? I never <laughs> once said a year ago I was making or good life Or maybe I choices. should build a garage. I, I, also have, I also have a list of all the 50 states that I tried to write down in less than six minutes from, from uh, uh, memory because they did it on the, on the show Friends that I was watching with my fiancé. Okay, yeah. here's the deal. Here's the deal. Uh, over this next week, uh, it's, uh, you're going to call the complaint line. Yes, you are. 515-517-0085. And I, here's what I'd like to hear. I'd like to hear the most embarrassing, embarrassing <laughs> thing in your notes, in your, in your, whether it's an Evernote or notes on your phone and stuff. I'll, I'll, I'll participate. I'll go through mine, uh, and I'll find the most embarrassing thing uh, within my Evernote collection, and I will call the complaint line, and I will leave it. What happens if you can beat Dr- Dungeons & Dragons dragon poetry? You get a signed picture of Booba. Deal. <laughs> yeah, I will. We will get a picture of Booba. I'll print it out. I will have him sign it, and I will ship it to you. Deal. So uh, you, you, that's the complaint line. I five will pay five, for the shipping. Five one seven zero zero eight five. Ten dollars right now. That whoever has the more embarrassing thing than Booba is either related to Booba or knows him personally. That's my wager. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I, I, this is we'll cut the segment. We'll, I'll share it on my Facebook. We'll okay. see what happens. Okay. Because I write. Because I write my. I I don't keep notes on my phone. I write them on my hand. And then they go away. <laughs> <laughs> what, 
Once my a gun week, is very whole, ineffective. The slate cleans. You have to wash your hands constantly. You I work on things. I don't keep. I don't keep notes around for like. like I, I don't keep anything for posterity at all. Zero of things. I write stuff on random. I have my wedding colors, just so I don't forget them. Yeah. Are they the colors of the Dungeons and Dragons? No. Like red and black. Dusty rose and fern green. Yeah. My fiance made sure I wrote them down the day that she decided them because she was like, these are our wedding colors. I'm like, great. I'm going to never remember them. Right. <laughs> Super excited to be one of the guys standing up there. Okay. 515-517-0085. I want the, I want the most embarrassing thing in your, uh, in your note backlog. And clean them out, except for Mike, apparently, who doesn't keep notes. I wash my hands, and then my note is gone. My hands are clean of this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I want to say that uh, I'm, I'm impressed. Mike was in Florida a couple of weeks ago, walking along the beach, thinking of God. I, as well, was in Florida a couple of weeks ago uh, for a wedding. Yeah. And, and, and I, all I can remember was uh, inappropriately dressed people. <laughs> I don't Dan, know I, I appreciate that honesty in 2019. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I was just like, I don't know how those things are staying in, because... Well, wait, they're I, not. They're I, lodged in there. Oh, <laughs> you know you're in public, right? Those are lodged like a bag of myrrh. <laughs> Actually, I was lucky enough to be vacationing in what is majority of a retirement community. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Mike made a good, solid choice for where he was going. And so everything was fine. Plus, it was only like Dan went to Daytona 60. Beach or something. <laughs> uh, well, Fort, Fort Myers Beach. <laughs> it's all, it's all, all beaches to me. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I, we stayed at, a, at an Airbnb or whatever, and they had a whole house stereo system, like what? where you Bluetooth your phone, oh, fine. and then and then in every room is like a thing you can turn on, and there's speakers in every room. It was the coolest thing. Things I should ah. never have. I totally, I, I, I couldn't have enjoyed my, my morning Bible study any better. Like, I, I fired up the Red Collective Station, <laughs> Man, and, then I, and I read Leviticus. This is what I did. Walked around. I had nowhere to be, and so I sat there, and I could read it, and I could write down some stuff, and, and, and I could do my- On your my, hand? Yeah, I wrote it on my hand. I was gonna say, yeah, you wrote your Leviticus twenty one. <laughs> yeah, it looked like do not do not marry a woman outside of priesthood. Love Yahweh, <laughs> and I keep looking at my hand, going noted. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was actually really cool. And the thing that I realized the most that that I liked the most about it because we didn't we didn't flat out didn't do anything right. Like it was just a vacation for that my wife amazing. and I. We didn't plan nothing. And so it, it was. It was awesome. The thing that I that I lament most about my current life is time. It's always time. It's not an experience that I'm missing out on, or going hiking, or bungee jumping, or whatever. Like the thing that brings me peace and calm, and 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 low stress and and low anxiety is just time to do the things I want to do and do them right. And so I, I it was it was a weird thing to take away from uh, from a vacation, but that's that's definitely what I got from it. Cool. Yeah. So anyway, Ben, this guy's, this guy's doing Hebrew, the Hebrew oh, Bible, yeah, yeah. the new Hebrew Bible. All right, all right, hold on. Let me get back to what I was doing. <laughs> Got distracted. Um, yeah, so there's a, so there a guy who says, after more than two decades of work, a new Hebrew, Hebrew Bible to rival the King James. Just a quick uh, just a, a, aside. Is that the picture of the guy right there? Yeah, that's him. He looks like a woman. I mean, he has... Rude? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has piercing... I, I don't know why I looked up eyes. at our monitor and it's uh, the four of us, so I was wondering which one of us looks like a woman. Okay, no, hold on. I, I, I could, you want me to find the picture? Wait, of it? Was, but it's a Hebrew Bible. So it's like, it's not Hebrew. It's, wait, what is it? Well, it's not a coffee shop, Dan. What are you asking? Wait, I don't mean that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just said the word Hebrew and put the Hebrew on the front. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Hebrew language. Yeah. What are you asking, Dan? <laughs> like, I don't it's get a it. translation, the... obviously. It's... So it, 
Well, okay, well, yeah. I kind of guess what you're. I, I guess think what I, it is. It's not a Hebrew. Well, if it's originally in Hebrew, no, it's, yeah, not, it's a translation of the original of of the Hebrew into what? In into English. Okay, but what does that have to do with King James? Uh, so I I think he's the that the comparison. Yeah, yeah, the it's comparison is oh, okay. Hold on, where's this guy? Better than the KJV. What? This one doesn't have the oh, picture of him. What the heck? Uh, yeah, that was. Too yeah, it doesn't righteous. render it right. That's too bad. Man, I put effort into it. Maximum effort. Anyway, so the comparison is because the um, people lament the King. Um, what's missing from modern translations? Where the, what the King James tends to get. There's a lot of the things that the King James doesn't get right, um, but their use of language um, oftentimes is closer, especially when it comes to like the non, um, like to some of the narrative forms or the poetry forms. Like they've taken more care in trying to craft language that fits the form of the of the yeah, communication sure. thing. And so I think that's what they're kind of getting at. Um, and so, okay, well, here we go. Okay, hold on. I got it. I got it. I got a picture of him. Yeah, you it's, got it. It's coming. I got to see this. It's coming. It's, it's Roberta. <laughs> the oh. lady. See? It could go either way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh, that's definitely a woman. weird. Okay. Hebrew. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's Robert Alter. Bob. His name Pat. is Bob. Pat. It's not... <laughs> Weird. Yeah, <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> okay, moving on. He seems it, to be a top end Bible, Bible sorry, scholar. Pat. Anyway, I was gonna say, yeah. What did that she say? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he, he spent some time um, uh, complete translation and commentary of the Hebrew Bible from Genesis to Chronicles. Um, says it's more than three thousand pages. Uh, published this month, it represents the culmination of nearly two and a half decades of work. So here's an example, Mike, and like, so you recognize this. Um, he said, Alter told me about his decision to reject one of the oldest traditions in English translation and remove the word soul from the text. That word, which translates the Hebrew word nefesh, has been a favorite in English language Bibles since the 1611 King James Version. But consider the book of Jonah 2.6, in which Jonah, caught in the depths of a giant fish's gut, sings about the terror of near death by water. According to the King James Version, Jonah says that the Mediterranean waters compassed me about even to the soul or to nefesh. But the problem with this soul for altar is that it's Christian's con- Christian connotations of an incorporeal and immortal being, the dualism of the soul apart from the body. Nefesh, to the contrary, suggests the material mortal parts, the things that make us alive on this earth, the body. Well, Alter said, speaking in an unrushed, amused tone of a veteran footnoter, that Hebrew word nefesh can mean many things. It can mean breath or life breath. It can mean throat or neck or gullet. Sometimes it can suggest blood. It can mean person or even a dead person, corpse. Or it can be appetite or something more general, life or even the essential self. But it's not quite soul. So I asked, doesn't soul help dramatize the scene's intense emotion? I mentioned another instance of the word nefesh, the terrifyingly evocative line from King James' translation of Psalm 69, for the waters are come in unto my soul. Oh yes, Alter said with a smile. That one does have a certain emotional resonance to it, but it's not what the poet had in mind. And I would add that the line, for the waters have come up to my neck, is also rather dramatic. The guy says, rather, uh, later I looked up the Jonah verse and saw that Alter's translation was true to the poem's formal structure. The verse starts with Jonah's declaring that the water had reached his nephesh, his neck, as Alter had it, and ends with his exclaiming that his head had been covered with seaweed. Biblical poetry is often made up of line pairings composed of uh, analogous images, and Alter had chosen an anatomical noun neck that logically matched head in the parallel clause. Uh, you don't need to know Hebrew etymology to see that soul doesn't fit the analogy. The poetic structure dictates its own logic. So... Um, it, it, anyway, that was an interesting example, um, 
and I thought what it what it pointed to was was that there is it is certainly an art. There's an art to the translation mm-hmm. where um, we can read soul and we recognize the the drama behind it. It's probably true that if you're looking at poetry specifically, um, in fact, he, Hebrew poetry and even biblical poetry in general, general um, it tends to be written real specifically and like there we're more casual about it like we'll just throw lines on a page dungeon and dragon style and say look i wrote a poem <laughs> you know that uh, hurt <laughs> <laughs> um, i'm gonna write i'm gonna read more of that poetry i'm gonna i was kidding i'm, I'm gonna, gonna see he's delicious gonna i'm gonna have more poetry. jokes about it do not torture my nephish um <laughs> But um, but 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 it's right. So like in that specific example, and here's what the heck do I know? I don't know Hebrew. So let's just we'll start there. But like in general, does it make sense that the pairings are probably neck and neck and head as opposed to soul and head in that instance? Yeah, that probably does make sense. And so I, what he was after, the reason he's he's done this is um, is to try to capture some of the to try to be at least from his perspective true to. Um, some of the communication styles of Hebrew poetry, which don't always lend themselves to direct, like, not it's not word for word. Even when we talk about word for word translations, like, there's still an art to that, because you're trying to take, there's a context that is not only, like, how does this author speak, and then what is the context of the story that they're in, what is the direct context of which it's being used, and then what is the communication style of which it's being used in. There's a difference between, say, poetry and um, uh, the ten words, right? Like, if he's providing the ten commandments. And so, anyway, I, I thought it was just kind of interesting, and it made me, um, it was weird. When I started down, down, um, and it, Dan, you, you would recognize this, like, so I didn't have any formal education in, um, in, uh, in Bible languages. And so, at the point of which I started learning about some of the th- things, things that were around translation, it scared me a little bit. It made me think that, like, I'm going to not trust this anymore, because I'm going to think, well, there's humans in this translation process. Right. And the truth was, it actually did quite the opposite, um, because it, 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 it centered around, like, here's the true, here's the language, here's the true thing, the thing that we know, and frankly, it's well-retained. The, Koine, the, the New Testament's well-retained, even the, even the, the Old Testament is well-retained. Um, and then you have people struggling to understand the translation of those things um, that sometimes shifts maybe how we've used some of the language before, and frankly, it, is, it improves upon it, it helps us to know it more holistically, and like, I think we should, I, I love that. I love the thought that that we continue to have the ability and we're continuing to work towards understanding God's word and it's not it's not crazy to think that that pursuit will can will continue and we'll get better and better at it and I I thought it would would hinder me and actually I I came to trust it more because then I know hey why are there so many translations oh I get it there's there's they're they're trying to figure out nefesh that could have 10 different things in it what what makes sense here and some some people who love Jesus are trying to give it a shot you know it was really fascinating when I was in Cincinnati Bible College uh, one of my professors there was on the committee that wrote the NIV. <clears throat> and every once in a while, he would throw out these stories uh, of, you know, there's, I can't remember, whatever, is it, 77 people? I can't remember. There's a bunch of people. Yeah. And they would sit there and discuss one word, you know, and, and it might go on a, however long talking about what word they're going to use in yep. the NIV. And depending on your theological background, that would determine what word you wanted. Because, like you said, it could be Ekkakit. Ethic, you know, whatever. Yep. And uh, that, that became in some interesting conversations. Uh, that I wish I could be a fly on the wall for those yeah. to, to see, like, how did they ultimately decide that word? You know, was there some politics involved? Or, yep. You, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> Is I mean, Bill I mean, really mad because he wasn't buying it ever, and he's like, exactly, it. I'm not voting for this. They're Calvinists. That's why they went this direction, <laughs> you know. And, and it, it was just fascinating. But, but, it, but it did also, because there was that large group, gave me more of a comfort of saying, okay, I mean, 
it isn't just one dude saying, yeah, this is what I think. And, right. You know, it, well, except for this guy. No, except for this guy. <laughs> this dude. Not to down this, our, our friend Pat. But, uh, <laughs> Robert. Um, <laughs> anyway, there, there is a lot that goes into a translation. Yeah. Well, he spent 25 years. And he's only got a few books down. That's right. So <laughs> it's like, man, that's it. He's haggling over it. He's and actually, I, no, so now I kind of wanted to read his English translation of, like, for example, something that seems pretty dry, like like Leviticus, uh, parts of Leviticus, the end of Exodus, Numbers, um, just, just to see like where you landed on, some, on some of those numbers. things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Well, and it, so, so like we were doing um, a few years ago back, back we were doing a study on Revelation, and it took us back to Matthew and like um, Jesus' description in Matthew twenty five, I think twenty four, twenty five, um, about um, where the um, corpses are. Uh, they're the vultures or eagles gather, and like it was interesting to look at some of the translations. Uh, the most of your modern translations are translating that as. Uh, as vulture, the King James and the New King James actually both render that as eagle, and that's actually a, an example of a word that everywhere else that is used both in the Bible and in antiquity, it translates as eagle. But for theological reasons, um, most likely that's why we're seeing vulture in in most of your modern translations um, because of their view of what this means for say the end times. And, and if you take that as an end times passage, you're most likely to render that as a vulture as opposed to an eagle. There's a lot of times that will come up in translating scripture, yep. uh, their end time view, their kingdom view. That's right. Uh, Especially yeah. those types of things yeah. really starts to point. Th- and so like, so yeah, I mean, yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be careful. But like what, again, one of the things that I, that I grew from it is it, it made me look, it made me check and say, all right, does this make sense that like nowhere else this is translated as vulture except for in this one place and even the same translators, now you can translate it multi- in, in differently in different places of the Bible. Again, context does dictate that. But like even outside of the scripture, no one translated that as, as vulture. Like it's always eagle every time. And you're like, Ugh. maybe there, maybe there is, it, it, I believe there's, frankly, I think there's an influence on their end times view that caused people to say vulture there when it's, it's probably eagle, which changes how we have to think about then that verse relative to, say, uh, eschatology or the things that point into it. Um, so anyway, I, I say all that. The, the reason I landed on the article is one, I thought it was interesting, but two, I would say, um, don't be afraid to kind of um, wade into the water and feel overwhelmed. Like it's it's totally understandable. Like I said, I, I don't I don't speak any of these, but like there's a lot of really cool tools that are available to you. I use the Blue Letter Bible. It's kind of an ugly app to me, honestly. It looks like it's like it's <laughs> the view, the the um, design of it's probably eight years past date. But like the functionality within the Blue Letter Bible app is really cool. Yeah, the guy that, that pronounces the words for you, he's the best. Yeah, I think they paid a ninety-year-old man to sit in a room and then just read Strong's G one thirty-seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's like what? It's called Weister. You're killing me. <laughs> Sc- I got totally. I'm not gonna lie here, gentlemen. I think I just made a nerdy reference again. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's from Aragon. To be honest with you, oh, no. I'm pretty sure I just spoke Elvish. It's, and it is well worth your time life. and effort because the Blue Letter Bible app is free. Yes, it is to download it and and and, and hook up. Just just start tapping on words, and it'll take you. It'll say translate Hebrew or whatever, and let that guy bust it out because he will always go Strong's G. Cojono. He pronounces it twice and it's wonderful. <laughs> you got burned on it? Oh, not not on that particular version, but but like what is it the U uh church uh TV guy that, oh, oh, the U version? U U U version. Yeah. I, I was preaching through um judges 
And there was some little verse in there. I thought, man, I don't know how to say this guy's name. I know. It was like right before church. I ran yeah. back to the office. I'm going to hear what that dude says. Because <laughs> I knew I was doing the Bible in the year, and I was kind of reading, reading or listening to it. And, and I go to, and, and it talk, you know, it's talking about the, the Asherah poles. Yeah. And it happened to be in the same verse as whatever the guy I was looking at. And, and he kept calling it Asherah. Oh. I've never heard that in my life. Ashira. <laughs> well, this guy's a professional. He knows what he's talking about. So I ran out there and preached a sermon about Ashira. Ashira. It's the Ashira polls, blah, blah, blah. And everyone, <laughs> like, attacked you? No, no one had a clue what I was talking about. And, and, and then I was thinking, man, I am so smart. And, like, later on, it's like, nowhere else does anyone ever call it Ashira. It's always Ashira. I mean, it is, it is Ashira. I mean, I don't know if anybody knows this. But, but now it's, like, embarrassing. It's on YouTube. You know, it's oh, right, yeah. hits. It's and, in there forever. Yeah, yeah listen forever. It's, 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 I hope in 20 years Ashira. someone brings up, oh, do you guys remember Ashira, Pastor? This is Ashira guy. I mean, what? They got yeah. a tune out. Ashira. 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 I might do that, actually. I'll see if I can free up some time. That seems worth it. We're going to mix you saying Ashira into a dubstep. Can we get the Bible guy that goes, Strong's G, Ashira. We need to 100% remix that guy. Actually, it, the, the judges would be in Hebrew, and it, it's a Strong's H. Strong's H? Oh, yeah. what's the G is, for? Uh, wait, is it Greek? Yeah, Strong's G is Greek. What? Strong's H is Hebrew. Oh. You're the only person in the world who would actually pay attention to that. Bit. Yeah, Strong's. Yeah, it's the Strong's is the is the the concordance company. Or the yeah, yeah, yeah. Company they're like the big. The, yeah, I just the, I've never even paid attention that there was Strong's H Nefesh. That means every See, here's word, the event, every word too. in the Old Testament he's gone through, and the New Testament, the same guy. It's the same one. Oh yeah, that's why he's so old. Sits you can listen to it when he was twenty. It was like Strong's G, and now it's Strong's uh, you like, G. You feel like you took a big swing at it on a couple of them because no one else is going to yeah. know. You know, <laughs> right. like he's going to listen to this right yeah. before going up. <laughs> the word toe comes up and he's like, Strong's H, uh, Loto. <laughs> Loto. <laughs> Man. Yeah, that Blue Letter Bible app, that's the, that's the big thing. Frankly, I use it all the time. Like when I'm, if I'm, uh, I'm studying and I'm just doing like a cursory review of the passage, um, a lot of times there's words where like, I think I know, like we have this idea of what this word means to us. And I'm like, eh, I'll better check it. And so I check it and like, you know, it, it doesn't mean that the, the translation you have is wrong, but like it gives you some context that there might yeah. be some nuance to the word. Yeah. It was actually I, when I took uh, when I took your class, Ben, on Revelation was when I actually started when I downloaded that Blue Letter Bible app, uh, and I find myself I'll use it fifteen times a week. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And so I actually have some of my youth group kids yeah. doing it now too, where cool. they're just like, well, because they they were all like, oh, you know all these words. I'm like, no, there's an app for it. Now we look like, it up. Yep. Wait, what? I'm like, no, I didn't memorize Greek, and I don't know Hebrew. Guys, come on. Like, I appreciate that, but no. It's an app, and they all freaked out. They're like, "Wait, there's an app for that?" I'm like, "Yes, there is. Download it now." We all have smartphones, and 90 percent of the time you're on. So just grab. I feel convicted here because I will purposely not look it up in my blue letter Bible because I don't want to know any better. Like, because <laughs> once I look it up, then I'm bound to be more confused. And so I think, oh, yeah. here's what I think uh, it is. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> Sometimes you can dig into that stuff. And yeah, it just gets it's, it's kind of like depressing, or like kind of like, well, this word could be tree or fire, right? Or, <laughs> or know, bird or face like, fox. That's nothing in common. Yeah, face <laughs> fox. That's way scary. <laughs> right? Well, yeah, yeah. What yeah, the like, heck is that? Even even that Jonah example, right? Like this is my soul, or this is the man's neck. Yeah. It's like, or, well, uh, shoot uh, up to my appetite. See, it's but like, I what feel, are you thirsty? I Jonah? feel like I could. I would. I would relate better with with some people in the Old Testament. Like especially, uh, uh, of course, I I relate every day to the Book of Job, right? But Job goes on this like three chapter spiel yeah. on on how he loathes his life. I'm like, you know, you could have just summed it up, you know. 
And so, like, is 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 are there parts of the Bible where where Jonah could be like, "Hey, it's up to my neck. Now it's over my head." I would have gone, "Yeah, that makes sense." But then when he goes, "Hey, it's up to my soul," I'm like, "What? I don't know what that means." What's what do you mean? It's Jonah, up, to your soul. Soul. up to your soul. Like your kneecap? Why do you guys right. have to talk like the that? I don't understand. That's not very deep at all, Jonah. Just walk out of there. I mean, can you imagine walking into work and be like, hey, Bill, how's it going? This paperwork's up to my soul. <laughs> you know what? I'm actually going to say that tomorrow when I go to my office. Yeah, yeah, you know what, Bill? I don't talk to you anymore. Someone comes up to me. How, did, how busy are you right now? Oh, man, up to my soul. Yeah. People what? go, you know what, Bill? I ain't dealing with you anymore if you're right. going to be this way. No one knows what that means. Troll, you, you don't seem like the kind of guy I want to talk to right now. Just yeah, that's right. Actually, that sounds like a great idea. I'm going to use that now. What you got to get a tear, though. I'm going to be that creepy guy in the office that always like makes weird analogies and stuff like that, so people leave me. This could this could lead us down a dangerous path because it's possible that it is well with my neck. It's <laughs> actually like the it man is, had a hurt neck, and he well. says it is well. It is well with my neck. Or he was hungry, and it is well with his appetite. Now. Like he, is, just he had fine. a hurt neck for a while. I'm going to sing that song next time I have a good meal. It is well with my appetite. Yep. He slept, and then all of a sudden he woke up, and his neck felt better, and he thought, "I owe this glory to the Lord." He says, "It is well with my neck." <laughs> my neck. Can we please sing it that way the next time? Yes. Absolutely, we can. Yes. <laughs> yes. We'll have the choir sing it. All right. Anyway, that's that's the end of that. I just thought it was kind of interesting. Although, you know, the one thing that that I um, I suppose in reaction, do you notice that they said that they're the concern about the influence of of Christianity on the translation of the Hebrew text? It's like dirty Christians ruin this too. <laughs> right. that's, that's phenomenal. Now, I, I suppose. Like the, it wouldn't surprise me that that creeps in though. Like if you know the end of the story, do you start translating the other parts of the story differently? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you like because you see you see a uh, you see a reference there that may or may not actually. Well, we'd like to say we see Jesus in every text in the Old Testament, right? Like, oh, I don't. Know. Maybe, I mean, that's kind of that might yeah. be a, you know, right. And we always say it as a positive too, and maybe uh, Yahweh goes no. He wasn't there that. yet, guys. Nope. Yeah, yeah. That's why I signed them all. Love Yahweh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we don't even. There's not even a Hebrew word for Jesus. We say <laughs> we say Yeshua, which is the same name as Joshua. So good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> you want to know? This is the lame, right? But like, kids really love, like when I like like Jesus's long form name is Yehoshua. Yeah, and they just thought that was the coolest. Wait, what? <laughs> just thought it was the coolest thing they've ever heard, and they're like, uh-huh. Yehoshua. Hey man, there's a guy over here that thinks that's the coolest. What? I'm yeah. gonna get that T-shirt. Yeah. Yehoshua. That was his full name. I th- it was, yeah, they, or the long form, the long form, yeah, of his Hebrew name, what? you know, and then it gets translated to Jesus. Or that's awesome. Yeah, so that's got some more oomph to it. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I, here's the thing: some of those things I, I kind of miss because, like, uh, where the word uh, "water" or "walking" or "I wave to a guy" is different in his language than our language. Like Raul is still named Raul, doesn't matter what country he's in, right? Right, or what language you're using. And so, like, there's the, there, there's, there's something cool that I'm like, hey man, next time you pray, you know, if you want to, just you know, hear Yehoshua. Right, that's his that's legit name. The that's name sweet, man. That came out of his mom's mouth and was bestowed to him under God's guidance. Here's Yahweh's guidance. This is the man's name. Yehoshua. And I thought, I don't know, that's kind of, that's kind of cool because the name is the name, and it doesn't matter what language it is. The name is always the same. And so, like, it's weird that we translated the name. You know, like, it, like, like, like people wouldn't just let it be. Right, like, well, like we would say Yahweh, and like Yahweh is his name. Like that's the name. There's not. We don't say it differently. Like, well, it translates as. Jonathan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in, in English. Right? They don't look me up and be like Miguel Fust because they looked it up in Spain. My name is still Michael. <laughs> you know, doesn't matter what country you're in. And so, like, like it's actual. They, they just thought that was the coolest thing ever. That they and 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 we went through the whole thing of, of talking about what the Lord's name is and, and and whatever. And they just they they thought that was awesome. And it's weird because it connects them in a way that that like they never saw 
the things weren't personal to him, right? When you talk about this God and he refers to him to himself as the Lord, most kids these days, and, and most adults, frankly, just marry Lord and God together. Like it's all just one word and it's just a right. different variation and, and whatever. And, you know, and like for some reason we take, you know, we don't want to say Yahweh. That's the he said. This is right. my name. My right, name right. Is Yahweh. Jonah, Jonah only uses Yahweh. As a matter of fact, like of all the places where it's used um, interchangeably or, or at least differently throughout the text, like the Book of Jonah, for example, is always dealing with the personal name of Yahweh. As a matter of fact, Jonah only has two named characters. Yahweh and Jonah are the only people with names. Everybody else is like is is a function uh, or an office. And so, it, so like it, again, it tells you something else about the story to know that like I only know individually or personally two characters in the story and it's not it's not god and and jonah it's yahweh and jonah and so like it, it just gives a, little, a different element to to how we're still to understand the narrative because of how that translates as opposed to the lord and jonah which feels a little bit um more passive than that yes yes yeah it does I, it's, it's super interesting stuff and it, like it's some of that stuff we can extrapolate out and go look you know th- these are these are more personal connections right like these are this is his name this is how he's being referred to he says i am a god and my name is Yahweh. Okay, that makes more sense than if you say, I am the Lord thy God or whatever. That all just sounds like one thing to most people. Lord thy God is just a, a thing, you know, where, where, where Yahweh is saying, look, I'm acknowledging that, that there are plenty of gods on offer. I am Yahweh, and right. I'm the one that took you out of Israel, and I did this, and I did this. And all these things that are now saying, look, I'm telling you my name, and when you associate, like, your freedom from Egypt and, 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 and the, the offering of, of, of sin to be gone— it is from me that this is coming from. Yahweh is giving you the land of milk and honey, not just the only God that you consider to be around. There's Canaanite gods. There's all kind of gods that are on. That are here. You know, like he's he's saying, look, I, I realize that there that you believe that there's plenty of gods around. I am a god. My name is Yahweh. I am Creator God. I am the. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, it just puts it in a perspective where you can grab what's going on in the Old Testament a little easier. You know? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I never thought of it like that. I dig that. He says Yehoshua. Yehoshua. Yeah. Man, that like that some business to it. I like that. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm 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 fanboying over here. I'm like, oh man, Jesus, I've been calling you that so wrong the whole time. I apologize. Yehoshua. That's awesome. I think three years ago I told the kids that, that there's no J sound in Hebrew. And they, they referred to the book of Yob. I mean <laughs> for that is Ever since. Like, they still no, no. laugh about it. Yob. <laughs> they still think it's funny. Go get a yob. All right. So here's what we're going to do. I, I found uh, one of the lowest scoring quizzes. Oh, oh buddy. Yeah. And so we're going to give it a shot. What uh, is Jesus' real name? Yehoshua. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is famous prayers in the Old Testament. Oh, this is terrible. Oh, no. oh, I'm telling you, it's going to be rough. This is awful. Here we go. Uh, how many How many we got here? Oh, 16 questions. All right. Oh, man. Number one, this man said to God, Ah, sovereign Lord, why did you ever bring this people across the Jordan to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us? And the Lord said to him, Stand up. What are you doing down on your face? <laughs> man. Uh, Give us the option. Yeah, I was going to say, what are our options? Abraham, no. Moses, no. Joshua, maybe. Caleb. It's one of the last two. I say Joshua. Was, so was this um, Amorites? You said Amorites, right? Yeah. So so it's the movement. It's the movement into the promised land. So either it's Moses or Joshua. So either it's the time where, like, just before they got caught and weren't allowed to go in. Wasn't Caleb with Joshua though? Uh, yeah. Was it? Was he one of the guys? Yeah, the spies? It could be one of those three. Oh, uh, I'll bet you it's Moses. I bet I think they're throwing us off. 
No. Stand up. What are you doing they down on not, your face? Who else is going to be talking to God like that? Yeah, but they, well, the Joshua, when he took over from Moses, after yeah. Moses died, because there was no threat of the Amorites on the way into the Promised Land. Isn't that who they got to use their, um, they get to use their the land? Hands up in the air. So that's Moses. The hill. That, was, that was pre- Was that the all Amorites? over the place. Yeah. Oh, crap. Okay, we're going with Moses then? I was going to say, fine. You've ta- I, I, Moses. All right. Dan's convinced us. Oh, man. It's going to be all on me. <laughs> it's on Dan. Uh, number two, who said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus? <laughs> that's Abram. The woman. Oh. That's Abram, Abram, Isaac, Jacob, or Joseph? Abram. I'm totally. Yeah, yeah uh, Eliezer was his uh, servant. He didn't want to give his, uh, his, his stuff over to his servant. Oh. Yeah, he was super upset. He yep. had no child. Uh, three, uh, this man saw an angel of the Lord and thought he was going to die. That night, the Lord told him to throw down his father's altar of Baal and cut down his father's grove. Gad, Gideon, Geshem, or Goliath? <laughs> Not the grove. <laughs> I love the grove. Where's this in? For Samuel? It's got to be Gideon. I'm terrible about Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Gideon. I'm terrible about that, that part I'll of the I'll trust y'all on Gideon because I got nothing. Oh, man, we're, we're in some business. I just know it's not Goliath. Uh, this <laughs> ma- That's where I'm at in that question. It is not Goliath. <laughs> this man prayed, I pray thee only this once, O God, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines for my Samson. two eyes. Samson. Samson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, King James threw me off, though. Uh, yeah, that's the problem with these quizzes. He wasn't King James. They're in the Lord's Where's tongue. Where's Robert at with this one? Um, He's that new Hebrew translation. David said unto the Lord, I have sinned greatly in that, in that I have done, and now I beseech thee, O Lord, take away the iniquity of thy servant. For I have done very foolishly. Wait, did what, it say David said at the beginning? Yeah, yeah. What had he just done? Oh, okay. Slept with Uriah's wife. Had Joab kill his son Absalom. Killed Nabal's hus- household. Numbered the people. Wait, what, so read the, read, the, read the question again. David said unto the Lord, I have sinned greatly in that I have done. And now I beseech thee, O Lord, take away the iniquity of thy servant, for I have done very foolishly. I say that's Uriah's wife. Mm. No, I don't think so because right after he slept with Uriah's wife, he had Uriah killed, right? Or did he do that after? Because he sent the. I think the, it's the numbering the, the people. To tell Uriah that he had to go to the front lines. Yeah, that was after he found out Bathsheba was pregnant. Confronted him. Oh yeah, that's true. Okay, I, 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 I'd go counting. I, yeah, I think it's when he numbered the yeah. people. That was against. Uh, that was against Yahweh's wishes. Do not Yahweh number said, the people. Yeah. Love Yahweh. Yeah, yeah, love Yahweh. Yeah. Don't number people. Yahweh, uh, don't, don't count them. Yahweh. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's a uh, an Exodus thing. Like you're not allowed to you're not allowed to count the army because it's not your army. Oh, God counts the army. It's His. When you count something, it implies that you own it. Oh, I thought of it like that. Yeah. But when you count and say, "Hey, how many are in my army?" The Lord goes, Mm-mm. "Yeah, yeah, that does not belong to you." Yeah, Oshua got this one. Uh, well, wouldn't you feel coy if like the opposing army's like, "How many men you got?" I don't know. God knows. <laughs> no, that actually that'd be, my problem. that'd be pretty scary. Yeah. It's like how many how many are in your army? I don't know. God knows. Uh, we're gonna leave. We're gonna head out of here. As a matter of fact, like think of the, think of the times where like uh, in fact this happens multiple times. We're like, hey, how many should we take? And then God's like, no, take less than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, you don't that's you don't need that many. That's too many. That's too many. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you remember who you got? It's me. No, you don't need that many. Uh, this man prayed for wisdom and knowledge, and God replied. Wisdom and knowledge will be given you, and I will still give you wealth, riches, and honor, such as no king who was before. I was going to say, I wonder who this might be. Secular. <laughs> uh, secular Zimbabwe. 
All right, we're in for Solomon. Seven, this man set his face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplications with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. After he had read from the prophet Jeremiah and realized that the Babylonian captivity was nearly finished. Who was he? Daniel, Belshazzar, Nebuchadnezzar, Abednego. So, doesn't Leviticus say not to do the sackcloth and ashes? No, isn't that one of the biggest things of like I'm mourning, so I'm gonna like. Yeah, uh, hold on, I'll find it. Not for uh, not for the dead. Are you thinking about for the dead? It's like the same like with the tattoos and stuff. Yeah, yeah, for the dead. Yeah, but that's not what this is. What do you mean? Fasting with fa- uh, um, he was fasting about their their captivity, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. In reaction to the that the Babylonian captivity was nearly finished, okay. and just like in the Book of Jonah, like the Assyrians um, do the same thing. They fast in sackcloth and stuff, and Lord's not like, I'm really upset that you've done this. I want to say Daniel, but I feel like that's the trick answer. Nebuchadnezzar was the Babylonian king. It's not a bendigo. He read from the prophet Jeremiah. Yeah. That'd be all contemporaries, though. I mean, that's a. What was so? Was Daniel then who? Belshazzar. Belshazzar. Nebuchadnezzar and Abednego. Wasn't Belshazzar Daniel's yeah name? Yeah. Is is Babylonian <laughs> yes. or his, uh, Hebrew name? So is that the I trick right got, there? It's, and Abednego was was one of the, the dudes. The, in the one fire. of the three that were in the fire. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Like after the 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 timeout, that being a wild man, and maybe it's Nebuchadnezzar. It's got to be Nebuchadnezzar. The first two choices are both Daniel. <laughs> yeah, he's upset right, because Nebuchadnezzar is <laughs> upset that it's that. His control over the Hebrew people is going to end. Oh, That's yeah. why he's mourning. Yeah. Okay. Which is an odd thing to express yourself in a godly mourning over a captivity of which you are right. responsible for. Right, you're the one. Yeah. Well, God had just humbled him, right? It was right after he was oh. had that. Right. Yep, came yep. like an animal. And yeah, That's right. right. All right, we're going to go with Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, boy. This uh, eight. This man prayed, and then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice, the wood and the stones and the Elijah. dust, and licked up the water. Moses, Elisha, Elijah, and Joshua. I always mix the two. Up. It's Elijah that did not, not Elisha, right? That, that's right. Okay. Good. And, and they go in, they go in the order of the first letter that changes. I was going to say name. Elijah first, and then he didn't cross the river, and then Elisha took over. That's right. So actually, there's no J in Hebrew, so it's Elijah. Elijah. Really? You're Elijah. I didn't see that coming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't Elijah. have. It really shouldn't have. <laughs> took, a, took a turn for the worst. Uh, makes me smile. <laughs> Number nine, King Hezekiah prayed before the Lord concerning uh, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, and a prophet sent a message to him to respond to his prayer. Who was the prophet? Obadiah, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. Yeah, Jeremiah brings that kind of bad news. (laughs) (laughs) And cries about it. (laughs) Uh, Hezekiah. Yeah, so Hezekiah, it it, could have been, well, yeah, they're all kind of around the same time, I guess. I think Jeremiah. I don't know. Say, what did, uh, Thanks, Bova. That was yeah, super helpful. Well, no, I'm, yeah. thinking, I'm, I'm trying to. Think, I'm trying. Okay, fair enough. Uh, what are the Thundercats? Wow, <laughs> 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 snarf. <laughs> don't judge me on my snarf impression. Uh, uh, Ten. <laughs> this man prayed so earnestly that it changed his countenance. The king for whom he was the cupbearer noticed and inquired about why he was so sad. Who was this man? Nibrod, Nabal, Nadab, Nehemiah. Ah, oh, crap. <laughs> it's Nehemiah. Not, it's Nehemiah. not Nimrod. It's, yeah, yeah. Nehemiah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't Nehemiah the guy that pulled hair? Wasn't he the hair puller? <laughs> the hair puller? 
No. He was the cupbearer, and then they sent him off. And then he That's right. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was sad because he couldn't go to the temple. Yeah. So they sent him, sent him out who to the was temple. The, who was the hair puller? Like, he got tired of people not uh, living the right way, and so he beat them and kicked them out of the, out of the temple and pulled their hair. It does sound familiar. <sighs> it's not this, though. I think that's a Muslim story. Maybe that could be him later. We, we literally talked about it on the show. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody was super excited about it. We laughed at it. We said this is going to be our new missionary tactic. We're going to put the Nehemiah on it. Oh, God. Hold on. Uh, Bible, man who pulled hair. Just a second. Uh, my cloak. David took four Bibles. Four, hold on. Four Bible verses about hair plucking. Just a minute. Yeah. <laughs> when I heard about this manner, I tore my garment, my robe, and I pulled some of the hair from my head and my beard. No, that's Ezra. I hear my back. No, no. Some begins. Yep, there it is. Nehemiah twelve twenty five. So I contended with them and cursed them and struck some of them and pulled out their hair. Yeah. Uh, and made them swear by God, you shall not give your daughters to their sons nor take their daughters for your sons for yourselves. But prior to that, <laughs> he was a cupbearer. <laughs> so he was a mild mannered cupbearer. That was a frustrating that eventually job. Eventually got upset a bit a little bit and then pulled stressful. Hair. He went straight on crazy John the Woolly Baptist. <laughs> started oh, pulling hair. That's rough. Eleven. Who prayed? But now, O Lord, Thou art our Father. We are the clay. And thou art potter, and we are all the work of thy hand. Isaiah, Jeremiah, King David, King Saul. Red Tomlin. (laughs) You think it's Isaiah? Yeah. The prophet Tomlin. (laughs) The potter's thing is making me think Isaiah. I don't know why, but it is. I I think that's Jeremiah, but if we like Isaiah, we'll keep it. If you think it's Jeremiah, I'm okay with being wrong. I'm just saying that was my first thought. Is that you've had such some reason? <laughs> what would you say? You practice being wrong. <laughs> That's how you become good. I, yeah, I was gonna say. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I've, I've, had, about, I've had about 27 years. I thought that was wrong. a boast. I'm pretty good at being wrong. <laughs> That's right. Like I'm okay, but it was like you're trying to be humble. It's a humble brag. I'm okay at being wrong. <laughs> really, you're, you're fantastic. Humility, you're a big jerk, boomer. Right. <laughs> Apparently so. I was just saying I'm People fine say being wrong on this. It just for some reason when I heard Potter, I thought Isaiah. I look mighty fine when I'm wrong. Twelve, who prayed? <laughs> Search me, O oh God. Know my heart. Try David. me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. David. Yeah, definitely. Isaiah, Jeremiah, David, or Saul? David. Joshua. Who prayed, O oh Lord, correct me, but with judgment, not in thine anger, lest thou bring me to nothing? Isaiah, Jeremiah, David, Saul. That sounds like David again, doesn't it? I was guessing Saul. Say that again? Oh Lord, Lord, correct me, but with judgment, not in thine anger, lest thou bring me to nothing. Now Saul, uh, that seems like a Saul like in his dreary days. Dreary time Saul. Yeah. We good? The worst Saul. Okay, we're going with Saul. All right. Let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar, and let them say, Spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thine heritage to reproach, that the heathen should rule over them. Wherefore should they say among the people, Where is their God? That sounds like Amos. Amos, Joel, Malachi, or Habakkuk? No, that's Amos bringing the heavy word. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I would say it's either Amos or Malachi, is my guess. Can't tell you either. Uh, let's go with Amos. Um, I just know about the tithing of Malachi. I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's, all, that's the only verses I read. I don't know anything else. About Malachi three. Tithing of Malachi. <laughs> that's so sad. Fills <laughs> me in this. Yeah. Fill the story. We really suck. <laughs> I haven't really, I haven't really paid attention to much more of Malachi other than the heavy of, uh, hey man, this is the deal you got to do. Uh, the Fifteen, two more. This man was cast into the sea after the people that he was traveling with had prayed that he would not perish huh. for taking his life. Interesting. To his uh, neck? Is that Habakkuk? <laughs> Yona. What's going on? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yona. Um, 
in which book did the prophet say, prophet pray, O Lord, how long shall I cry, and thou wilt not hear? Even cry out thee unto thee, even cry out unto thee of violence, and thou wilt not save. Amos, Joel, Malachi, Habakkuk. Crap. Back into the minor prophets. Oh, man. We got to clean it up. They really they ride to pine those four bellas. I don't know. <laughs> How long shall I cry and thou wilt not hear? Even cry out unto thee of violence and thou wilt not save. Amos, Joel. Joel, Malachi, yeah. or Habakkuk. We like Joel? Uh, Joel was the first thing that popped in my head too, but I've I can't. Submit, Ben. Uh, okay, we're going in. <laughs> oh, man, I see red on the page already. Oh, buddy. This man said to God, Ah, sovereign Lord, why did you ever bring this people across the Jordan to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites? We said, Moses, that is incorrect. Oh! The answer is Joshua. Dang you, Dan. Oh! Dan. <laughs> I'm good at this. We laid it all down on you for Moses. Uh, Deuteronomy Dan. Deuteronomy. I mean, technically, this one's Dan. in Joshua. Dan could have stopped at Deuteronomy. Totally close to where Dan should live. <laughs> Who said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless? We said, that's Abram, and that is correct. Uh, three, this man saw an angel of the Lord and thought he was going to die. The uh, t- Lord told him to throw down his father's altar of Baal and cut down his father's grove. And we said, Gideon, that is correct. This man prayed, I pray thee only once that I may be once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. We said, Samson, that's correct. David said to the Lord, I have sinned greatly in that I have done, and now I beseech thee, take away the iniquity of thy servant, for I have done very foolishly. We said that he had numbered the people. That is correct. Yeah. Question six, this man prayed for wisdom and knowledge, and uh, we said that was Solomon. That is correct. Wait, is it, are, are we correct that I'm the only one who missed anything so far? Yes. Yeah. <sighs> that mean so far. Let that feel <laughs> that the way That will not continue, you. though. No. Nope. Nope. You, you need help to being wrong, Buva can help you. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm fairly certain we're about to run into one that I can claim on. Uh, here we go. This man set his face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplication with fasting and sackcloth and ashes after he had read from the prophet Jeremiah and realized that the Babylonian captivity was nearly finished. Uh, we provided much justification for Nebuchadnezzar, and that was incorrect. <laughs> oh. The correct answer is Daniel. It was Daniel. I, I thought Belshazzar. What, what was the second option? It yeah, Belshazzar. Isn't that his his second name? Yeah. So how if you put two Daniels on there, how are we supposed to pick one? I don't, they're unfamiliar with that. That's actually his name. Ugh. Um. This man prayed, and then the fire, G. Ugh. fire of the Lord <laughs> fell and consumed Ugh. the burnt sacrifice. We said that is Elijah, and that is correct. Nailed it. King Hezekiah prayed before the Lord concerning Sennacherib, king of Assyria, and the prophet sent a message to him to respond to his prayer. Who was that prophet? We said was Jeremiah. That is incorrect. The correct answer is Isaiah. Uh, this man prayed earnest, so earnestly that it changed his countenance. He was the cupbearer. We said that was Nehemiah. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, who prayed, but now, O Lord, thou art our father, we are the clay, and thou art our potter, we are all the work of thy hand. We said Isaiah, and that is correct. Question 12, uh, who prayed, search me, O God, and know my heart, try me and know my thoughts? We said that was King David, that is correct. Question 13, who prayed, O Lord, correct me, but with judgment, not in thine anger, lest thou bring me to nothing? Uh, Again, we came up with good justification of why it was King Saul, and that was incorrect. The correct answer is Jeremiah. Yeah, that sounded like it had Dan running at the forefront. Um, Which prophet wrote, let the priest, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar and let them say, spare thy people, O Lord? Uh, Mike was pretty sure it was Amos, and I'm pretty sure that was incorrect. The correct answer is Joel. Shoot. Circa Joel 2. Question 15. This man was cast into the sea after the people uh, that he was traveling with had prayed they would not perish for taking his life. 
That answer is Jonah, and that was correct. And 16, in which book did the prophet say, O Lord, how long shall I cry, and thou wilt not hear? Uh, even cry out to thee of violence, and thou wilt not save. We said, certainly this must be Joel, and that is incorrect. The correct answer is Habakkuk. Wow. Those minor prophets really swept the floor with us. Yeah, uh, those, are, those are bad. We do Bible races in youth group. Most of the kids don't even know that those exist. <laughs> yeah. It cracks me up. I said Habakkuk once, and they went, what? Huh? Habakkuk. Yeah, no, thank you. I, I brought tea. Um, you answered a total of 10 of 16's questions correctly for a score of 63%. This quiz has been taken nearly 6,000 times since December 2006, and the average score for the quiz is 69%. Oh, we got lower? Oh, man. Have we ever gotten lower than that? Uh, one other time, I think we got, yeah. I feel like we did a quiz on clouds or something and really bombed that one. That was terrible. Uh, clouds was rough, and then... Shoot, I remember. What? Boats? Not boats. <laughs> Remember that quiz on boats? That actually, we took? The, actually, there is a quiz on boats. Yeah, see, there's one. Yeah, there, there's. The one? It's one of the top options. Uh, it was uh, boats in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right, Ben. Who? I mean, what kind of guys? Like, you know what? There's some things that confuse me in the Lord's word, but I know everything there is to know about the boats. Yeah, food, <laughs> food in the Bible, boats in the Bible, chariots in the Bible. Jesus gets on the boats. Sometimes Noah's on a boat. Jonah yeah. was on a boat. <laughs> Nailed it. Peter <laughs> jumped off a boat or stepped out of a boat. <laughs> oh, what the heck, man? Uh, I was looking for the newest quizzes, and the most recent quiz was from 2008. I was going to say, we've been doing this for so long. Why don't we submit a quiz? I mean, like I say, I feel like they're not, they're not updating. I mean, this guy's been holding strong for almost more than 20 years. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of impressive. He's still paying the domain name, BibleTriviaQuiz.com. We should, I should click on some of his advertisements, send a little cash his way. Yeah, why not? Okay. All right, we got time. Check for $0.14. Cents. We got time for, wait, 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 that was four. Someone there were, still checks those quizzes? Hold on, just to come back to this, there were four verses about hair plucking in the Bibles. Uh, yes. Nehemiah, who pulls out somebody else's hair. Mark 14, which is the accusation and say uh, against Jesus. Um, they, be, they spat at him blindfold and beat him with their fists. Uh, Isaiah 50, I gave, my back, uh, I gave my back to those who strike me and my cheeks to those who pluck out the beard. And then Ezra pour out his own beard. Okay. Who was the guy who got caught in the tree riding? Was that a Bimbo? Absalom. 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 I was thinking of Bimbo. With the Absalom. long hair. His long flowing his locks long hair, got caught in the tree. He ended up dying and getting stabbed because he got stuck in the tree, didn't he? Well, he got stabbed because Joab stabbed him. Like his, his dad's well, yeah, military man stabbed him. After he had gotten stuck in the tree, right? Yeah, well, but I mean, like hanging. From he him. didn't see. Hey, man, I see a guy stuck in a tree. No, Might no, as well stab him. He was, he was going to stab him anyway. Yeah, yeah, he was being killed and assassinated. Yeah. Okay. Now, didn't that a conversation originally? Wasn't it like one of our uh, signs of the apocalypse and some dude had a beard out or something or have a faint memory? Non-biblical signs of the apocalypse. I'm gonna yeah, find yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I lit- oh, oh, you know what? I was. It was. It was from 2000. And- 14? What the heck ever you know? You know the year. Well, he, oh, I, I do because I, was I remember listen- it was eleven fifty nine. It was twenty fourteen because I was listening to Life from the Path podcast uh, earlier last week, and it was it was. I, I've looked at the date and I'm like, holy cow, we've been doing this a long time, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then and then I, I just happened to listen to the show and and Nehemiah came up and Ben was super fired up. About tearing beards and wherever he goes, it's fierce. It's fierce, he says. <laughs> <laughs> He's all fierce. <laughs> Strong's G139. Oh, man. Fierce. Fierce. Okay, ready? Yep. Dear Live from the Path, I have been married for seven years. The last time my husband and I have been out of the house together was last summer. 
No movies, what? dinners, festivals, etc. I finally gave up suggesting things to do. My husband says I'm the one who feels the need to go out once a week or take an annual vacation. It hurts knowing he goes out to eat with his buddies on his lunch breaks at work. I've said as much, but we still don't go anywhere on the weekends. And he still goes out to eat with his friends. What do you make of this? He's now, a schmuck. Now, wait a minute. Uh, just to clarify, when you say he goes out to eat with his friends, you mean he has lunch. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, with his buddies his on lunch his break. lunch breaks. Yeah, that's not... I, I, I understand the discrepancy, because like, this occurs in my house, actually. My wife stays home with the children and teaches them and stuff, and like my life takes me outside of the house. I end up eating out more than she does. Yeah. And like... Uh, or even like if I go on a biz- like a work trip to like Minneapolis or whatever, like they pay for my food, I eat out all the time, and so like it it, it does feel like an imbalance because I'm getting experiences that frankly I'd prefer to have with my wife that we don't. Um, but it is a little bit different than like, hey, my husband, w- w- we were supposed to go out to eat together, and instead he went out with Chuck. Like that's that's not quite what we're talking about. No, right. He right. is still a schmuck because he should be taking his home body. Yeah, still, the situation stands. Yes, schmuck. the comparison is unnecessary. Take your lady yeah. out. But yeah. You take your lady out. Yeah, yeah. So wait, what was the what, what was the exact question? What, what do, do you make of this? Yeah, we make of it. Your husband's a smoke and should be taking you yeah. out. I mean, here's the dude. The, the the guy the guy goes out and he works. He he doesn't bring his own lunch, so he eats while he's out of work. And when he comes home, he's ready to be home, and he doesn't want to go out again. Yeah. The annual vacation thing that uh, you got to do something about that. You should want to be able to spend some time. Going right, on but vacation like with no woman. time, a year and a half worth of never going out once. I mean, here's the thing. There's this weird unwritten thing in people's minds that like, hey, I want to go to this festival. My husband hates country music. I can't go, and he's a jerk for not taking me. You should just go without him or take a friend of yours or something. Like, it's not realistic to say, hey, here's what I super love. If you don't super love it with me, then you're a jerk. You know, like, maybe he should go uh, take his wife because his wife wants to go and there's no one else available. And he's like, yeah, I'll take you, so you get to go. But like you can't be mad at him for not liking country music or wanting or not wanting to be out of the house all the time, right? That's just him. You know, it depends. Like if he's sitting in his underpants watching cartoons, well, now we're talking about a different thing. But if we're talking about, look, I'm out of the house all the time for work. I just I like being home. I like it here. Yeah. You know, this is uh, this is just me. Uh, you just got to be careful there. You know, like he should take his wife out. Yes, he should be going to places she wants to go. Sure, but like it shouldn't be this huge wedge. You know, like if the guy don't want to play 1980s Pac-Man at the convention because he don't dig on it, then leave him at home and go without him. It's fine. It doesn't make your marriage bad. It doesn't make your husband bad. It just means you like 1980s video games, and he don't. And that has to be okay. you got to find some leverage there. Nobody else? I agree with that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I agree. Booba, you want to say, no, he's a schmuckerton. I do. I do. I I get that. Like, I actually... Uh, to equate this, I, I kind of deal with this with, with my fiance quite a bit. She's, she's on a totally different wavelength than me. Uh, like she does go, not like Dungeons and Dragons. No, she, I, actually, <laughs> or writing poetry. actually, she gets mad that Weird. I haven't. I, she, she gets mad that I haven't invited her to that, and that's why I love her because I appreciate that she's nerdy like me. But no, like she uh, very specifically Civic Center. So she likes going to plays, and so I, I don't remember ever seeing most Disney movies ever. I just never cared for them. I don't ever want to go to Disneyland or Disney World. It doesn't make things fun for me. I'm excited that Star Wars is Disney now. That's it, though. But, like, we just went and spent, like, a lot of, a lot of money on uh, tickets to go see Aladdin. And she made a huge deal out of it. She was like, I'm going to see it with, with my sister and my mom, and I want you to be there. And in the back of my head, I'm sitting here like, I have, I have no, no desire to go see this play. But at the same point in time, like, 
I knew it meant something to her. And it meant something to her, and it meant something that I was there to experience it with. And did I like it? No, it was dumb, and it was stupid, and it was uncomfortable. I'm a big dude. I barely fit in the seat. It was socially awkward because I'm, like, hanging on. You did not enjoy any bit of it? No. You were a gauche simpleton. Oh, at, at, gauche. <laughs> also I, from 2014. I, I was going to say, that was a while ago as well. A gauche simpleton was something we used to, Okay, fair enough. Uh, no, I didn't enjoy it all. I didn't think it was funny. I didn't think it was, it was entertaining. I thought it was stupid. And I really wish, like, I'm glad I went because I loved, like, seeing her reaction to certain things. And, like, she would, like, like kind of just randomly, like, jolt me on the leg just because like, she was excited about something. And it was fun to be there for her. Now, did I enjoy it? No. Would I ever enjoy going to a country music festival for her? No. But I love her, and she loves things, and I want to be involved in things that she loves. And if, it's, if it's, it's been two weeks since he's taken me out and I hate him now... That's ridiculous. But if it's been a year and a half and you can't remember the last time your husband took you out to eat, even if it's like, hey, baby doll, I'm hungry. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. We're not sleeping. Let's go to a Denny's. I don't care what you're doing. Take your wife out and make her know that she's important to you and you're making time. Because even if it's outside of the house that it's something stupid and it takes you half an hour, if that's what means something to her, you need to meet her halfway on that and own up to it and take your lady out. I'm not saying that he doesn't have some room to grow here. You know, but... They've been married seven years. Right. Seven years. I, I think the, I'm going to go to a play because I want to support you. Um, it just starts, it starts to become unnecessary, right? I know you support me. I know you love me. We've been married a while, right? I get it. And so, like, I, I, I agree with what you're saying, and I'm not, I'm not trying to defend him. I'm just trying to put it into a little bit of perspective yeah. here. Like, if he shows up at home and, he's like, and, 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 and she has to cook for him, and he refuses to go out. Yeah, he's being a, he's being a jerk, right? If he shows up after working and cooks the meal, and he's not like, "Hey, I'm going to sit on my butt while you make me a feast," right. you know, that's different. You right. know, so like, there's a little bit of nuance there. But I, I'm just saying that like, it, it gets so difficult because people get this idea of of what a perfect man or perfect woman in their marriage, what it should look like, what it's supposed to look like. It's supposed to look like whatever you guys make it look like. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's what, whatever makes it so you two can live together and support each other and follow Jesus, that's what it looks like. And, and if that means that some husbands will go hand in hand doing a 10K with their wife because that's what they want to do. And, but like other husbands like me will sit in the van with the kids while my wife runs a 5K because I don't run no 5Ks. You know, right. and that's okay too. You know, like there's just ways to figure this out. And, right. and I, I think she might be doing a little bit. Marriages start to get in real trouble when you start looking outside of your own house on how other marriages work without actually knowing people, but you start to idealize the way that their marriage works, and then you start to look at your spouse as if they are not as good as, say, this spouse, or their marriage is not as good as this marriage, and whatever, and like, um, there's healthy ways to get advice from other couples. Um, there's also unhealthy ways of doing it and peering in through the window, uh, you know, on the outside of a relationship, and then, and then shaming your husband because he doesn't run you to, to Atlanta on the weekends, eh, that's dangerous. It's, yeah. just, it's just a little unfair. Okay. They might, also, they might also be poor. You know what I'm saying? He's like, <laughs> we can't afford Of course, he's, he goes out to, with his buddies. Apparently, he's hitting the town. He's going the Long John Silver. Yeah, that's he's right. at the LJ's tearing it up for $9. <laughs> you got the two fish, two chicken platter? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Living long. What's that say about that one? I always add a piece. I always add a piece of chicken. You're a champion. Yeah, I am a champion. <laughs> That is right. <laughs> secular, secular says, it appears you are married a man who is selfish and self-centered. Oh, Here man. Here we go. He has a social life, his daily lunches with his buddies. Was he always like this? 
you should enjoy dinners out. Did he always eat lunch? Yeah. <laughs> was always a lunch eater? You know, what Never you skipped the, it once, huh? Would you have the same complaint if like, it was a company cafeteria and the food was just like the company provided it? Yeah, and I met my buddies at the cafeteria and we ate together. Not No cost involved. Is this the problem that I'm around other people? That seems super unfair. All right. Secular continues. You should enjoy dinners out and movies too, but you may have to do those things with friends instead of your homebody spouse. If you have a job and income of your own, do not sit at home feeling deprived. If you don't have a job, it's time to find one. When you do, it will help you feel better about yourself and less isolated. It didn't say anything about the guy refusing to, to, to go, put the money out if she wanted to go out. Right. I think he just doesn't want to go. That's what I think. And he's got he's to come out of that a little bit, but he, he don't want to go. Does that make you the, the is he the worst person in the world? He don't like being out and about. No, I mean we don't know what he does for a living too. Uh, I was picturing him sitting in an office. Maybe he has a really hard manual job. He's yeah. just tired. Yeah, Either yeah. That, or maybe you know? he's a clown and he always has to be like on all the time. Exactly. So he doesn't want to go to the circus. Yeah, he could be an introverted dude, you know, where he goes to work and it takes everything out of him to have to deal with people, and then he comes he's an home. Air traffic I controller. Be, I right. bet. He I gets bet he's a character. Home. I bet he's goofy. He has to sit in that suit all day and it's deal hot, with kids and itchy. it sucks and he hates everything about it and he goes home and she's like, let's just go out. And he goes, I've been dealing with kids all day. Yeah. I don't want to do it anymore. I just need to lay on the couch and Disney not diners. Yeah. I can that. That's fair. He's goofy. Yeah, no, that seems likely. I think we've, we've nailed it. Congratulations, <laughs> fellas. I think they have that hidden. <laughs> They're characters. All right. Public Let's service announcement. Here we go. Oh, no. It is a question. Your life from the path. What's the best way to gain the attention of a stranger who is blind? <laughs> hey, blindo. <laughs> I don't know. Excuse Here we me. go. <laughs> with, a, don't, with a sighted person, I would make sense. sure I caught his or her eye before speaking. I tried a straightforward, excuse me, sir, but we were in a public place, and he didn't realize I was talking directly to him. I ended up tapping him on the shoulder, yeah. but in general, I think it's rude to touch strangers, and he jumped a foot. Is there a better solution? Yeah, I mean, you might want to scare the blind man sneaking up on him. Here's the deal. Is there, is there a, oh, I don't know, is there an occupational hazard to that where, like, you're going to be jumpy? I mean, yeah. Like, constant, you lose one of the, like, the like you lose a sense. It's, it, it's understandable to be jumpy. Yeah, who's touching me? What are they going to do? Right, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I have no way of, of assessing the threat here yeah. until I hear from you. You tap me on the shoulder. There very well may be a person with a gun behind me. Yeah. I sure hope it's a lady that's trying to get my attention in this public place to tell me I dropped a 20. I mean, just be a little louder. I, I mean, yeah. or, or like position yourself. Face them. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm sure they, they, um, that, that their senses are of, of such that, like, it's not like they can't tell when people are talking to them. It is harder, though, because you don't have a visual confirmation, which is the same reason it would scare the crap out of you if someone just grabbed your arm. Yeah. So, like, I mean, they're not being rude. Just Excuse give it a couple me, shots sir, first. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. Are you Daredevil? I actually think the arm... <laughs> Are you Daredevil? Shut up, little man. <laughs> I, think, I think it would actually be less awkward if you skipped the tap. The tap is weird. Like, yeah. if, you, if you grabbed him up by yeah. the bicep and said, Excuse me, sir. Hey, I'm on your left side. Excuse me, sir. You can hear me over here. I'm touching your arm. But, like, the tap, 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 that yeah. is creepy. It's a little, yeah, it's a little scary. Although, I just was, ta- I was thinking while you guys were talking about you don't know if it could be a guy with a gun. I feel like you'd have balls of steel as a blind man. You have no idea if he's got a gun or not. You're like, whatever, shoot me. I don't. It's, I can't even see it coming. Yeah. So I don't know. I have a gun in your back. I don't know if you do or not. So do especially what you're if do. you're daredevil, then you definitely yeah. have nerves of steel. You ready to tear it up? 
Yeah, Ben I, Murdoch. I, I think the grab by I think grab in the bicep area and a, and a, excuse me, if you couple those two things together, I think that's the way to do it. I, I yeah. appreciate that. That's fair. Yeah. Secular says. Oh, so the question is: Is there a better solution? Secular says yes, there is. One should never touch or grab a sightless person. According, oh man, I'm, I'm going to get schooled oh, by, by oh, a federation. I was say according to according to the National Federation of the Blind, what you should have done was to have repeated, "Excuse me, sir," and identified yourself from a short distance away, preferably directly in front of him. We talk, Okay, we we said that. We weren't completely wrong. I mean. Mike wanted to accost him on the bicep. I didn't say. You know, Sir, can firmly. I tickle your armpit? No, you just. I'm on your left. <laughs> no, like you, like on your you left, would, like I'm passing you on a bike lane. Like you yeah. would say a ten year old kid. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Who was naughty? No, no, <laughs> like a naughty kid. <laughs> Why does it have to be an aggressive gotcha? That's not what I'm saying. It's just a, it's just a casual it's, walk. It's up. firm and and they know. Excuse me. Yeah, that's all. But like standing in front of him, it sounds like that, like the Blues Brothers movie where, sir, sir, excuse me, sir, oh, excuse awesome. me, sir. I have no idea which, who you're talking to. How is he supposed to know that? Especially on a crowded street. He could be talking to 50 people. Right. What does the National Federation for the Blind even know? Yeah. <laughs> me, I'm, a, I'm an expert in this, obviously, <laughs> because I'm A, not the blind, National or B, Federation I'm no blind for the Sightless. That is not something I do exist. Yeah. And the, the NF. NFBS. Are we doing another? Are we doing another one of those? Uh, no, that's it. All right. Well, can I can I tell a funny story real quick? Yes. Okay. One of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire life. And this is, I'm a total jerk for this, and it was it was seriously one of the funny. I was downtown uh, at work, driving around, waiting to to go to a meeting real quick. I had like five minutes for a meeting. I was driving around main drag, right? And I saw two sightless people. Apparently, that's the right way to put it. Uh, two sightless people walking down the street together, right? One of the gals. Made the other one angry, apparently, and she knocked her cane out of the other one's hand Ooh. with her cane like a sword move. Oh, man. And started laughing because she knew that her friend was trying to find her cane now. And every time she found the cane, the other sightless gal would kick it out of the way. <laughs> Holy cat! <laughs> then she would have to use her cane to find the cane again and then kick it again. <laughs> and so... I watched this for 30 seconds at a stoplight, and I was uncontrollably laughing at, at sightless, unsightless bullying. It was one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my entire life, and I'm a schmuck because I said, they you're got, a little bit evil. They this, got you're mad a terrible at, person, Booba. I'm a terrible person, but they got mad at me because they heard me laughing because I had my truck window down. And I don't know how they could just tell that I was laughing at their situation because both of them turned around to the direction of the laughter, which was me, and started yelling at me and flipping me off. I mean, what do you expect if you're going to get a blind-on-blind violence out on a sidewalk? Right. Will, like, it's it it's was, weird to like watch. Like, this gal is, is hands open trying to find her cane, and the other gal, who was also sightless, kept kicking it away from her. And so she was basically saying, ha you can't see anymore at all, and eliminating that possibility every time she oh, came man. close to catching it. It's one of the things you're allowed to do if you're blind. If you're not blind, blind, you're not people? allowed to laugh. But if you're blind, you Dude, I couldn't stop. <laughs> I, this all happened at, at a stoplight, and I almost got... I was getting honked at because I couldn't leave. Oh, no. I, I couldn't pull away when the light turned green. I was like, there's no way I'm missing any more chance of this because this will never happen again, and I can't miss it. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. That's 515-517-0085. Uh, Tell uh, me how much of a schmuck I am and try and beat my uh, my Dungeons and Dragons poetry. Yeah, yeah, these are both good options. Hey, you've been listening to Live from the Path. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Be good. To, uh, it's good to be back with you this week. Uh, we have full intention of being back with you again next week. But I mean, we'll see how the cards play out. <laughs> kind of a shifty operation around here. Until the until then, be faithful in the means. God will handle the ends. You've been listening to 
live from the path.